All right. How you doing, church? Come on. You happy to be here today? Come on. Just And I'm so glad you let everybody know that Pastor Gary is not here. I am not him. I'm a younger version of him, okay? Hey, if I haven't introduced myself, my name is Rick Paladin. I'm the lead pastor here at Bridge City Church, and it's, I'm just so amped to be here with Doug here today, and um, we're doing a special series called You Asked For It. So if it's not any good, just look at your neighbor and say, wow, thanks, yeah. Because you asked for it. We're answering your questions. 84 responses. People submitted their questions, and so we're answering your questions. We're, we're putting them in a uh, kind of sections here. And why is this so important? Let me tell you this right now. Why this is so important is this, is that within about 25 years, all predictions say that we are going to be a nation, United States of America, that is, a nation that's going to have under 25% Christian. That's where we're headed. There is a biblical illiteracy in Jesus' church right now. And so I'm, I'm, I'm one of the pastors of his church, so I feel like I can say that, okay? It's, and, and, and I'm being honest with this. And so we're trying to help solve the problem of biblical illiteracy and trying to say, what do we believe? And so there's questions that we have. How many of y'all have questions? I mean, I wake up with questions every day. It's like, come on. And so we're going to launch out of, out of 2 Timothy chapter 3, and then we're going to see where we go today. Y'all ready to have fun? Okay, take it away, man. All right, so let's take a look at 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse seven, or 16 and 17. And in it, it says, All Scripture is breathed out of God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness, that the, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. And in that, it says all scripture is, is breathed out of God. And Pastor Rick, um, what, what does that mean? Like, what does it mean that it's God breathed? Well, first of all, all scripture, 66 books in the Bible, okay, uh, thir 39 in Hebrew in the Old Testament. Then we have 27 in Greek in the New Testament here. And when we talk about being breathed of God, that doesn't mean that just God inspired the writers to write. What that means is God ins that God inspired what they were going to write. There's a big difference. See, I can inspire you to write. Oh, come on, you have a gift, use it, sit down and write. But when it's God breathed, it's God breathed in what to write. And it spans thousands of years, and it's really, really cool. So when we say that this is inspired, it's Theo, God, and Numa is breath. So it's God breathed this. So this is where we get our big idea. This is the big idea. You, 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 gotta, you gotta catch this here. Fully devoted followers of Jesus will grow. How many of y'all wanna grow as a follower of Jesus? Am I in the right place today? Come on. And then if we continue to have a faith that seeks understanding by three things, and this is the big idea, three things here. Starting with the foundation of Scripture. Everybody say starting with the foundation of Scripture. Then striving to be teachable. Say, strive to be teachable. Striving to be teachable. And then submitting to the Holy Spirit. Say, submitting to the Holy Spirit. Submitting to the Holy Spirit. If you don't remember anything else, I want you to remember this. No, I'm serious. Now, now granted, they are going to be impressed by our knowledge today. <laughs> Maybe be, yours. Be, I mean, get ready. Be prepared to be impressed, okay? But, but in all honesty, 
the goal is, is that you would catch these three principles that we would start with. And so what I'm trying to communicate to you is this, is that when you have questions about the Bible and when you have questions about life, what are we going to do? We're going to start with, and then we're going to strive to be, and then we're going to submit to the, and so this is what we're going to do here. And so um, we did have three questions, but now we have two, okay? And, um, and so we're going we're gonna to jump down, and we're going we're gonna to look at a couple of these questions today that you, get, that, that you submitted. And, um, and this is going to be good here. Y'all ready? Are you ready here? Okay. How do you make a decision about something when God doesn't have a clear answer? And both options line up with God's word. It's a good well, question. Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah. So you got two options. You got a girl with brown hair and a girl with black hair. <laughs> and both of them are Christians and love Jesus. No, I'm just kidding. I, was, I just <laughs> wanted to make sure you like. I know which one I'd pick, just for the record. Come on. And uh, no, 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 listen, there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, like, what, what school to go to, right? what car to buy, mm -hmm. Giant Eagle, Aldi, Shop and Save. I mean, there's a lot of things like, like house to buy, cars to buy, and there's not a clear, clear option. So what are we going to do? We're going we're gonna to start with scripture. Mm -hmm. Then what's the next thing we're going to do? Strive, Strive to be teachable. teachable. And then we're going to submit to the Holy Spirit. Spirit. So let's start with scripture here. Yeah, and that's, that's the key. That's the basis of all of this. Because if we start in any other place other than Scripture, we're doing it backwards and we're going to end up backtracking. So it's just best to start with Scripture. And, you know, when we have a decision that we need to make, I don't know about you. I'm not the smartest person. I don't know everything, um, even though maybe I sometimes might claim to know everything or pretend like I know everything. I don't. And so I need to start in the place that has the answer, that, that does know everything, and that is Scripture. So there's a few Scriptures up on, on the screen, uh, but I want to start with Proverbs chapter 3, 5 through 6. I'm not going to read through all of them, but I want to read through this one because I think it sums it up. When we're in a decision or when we need to, when we need to go to uh, get more uh, information, we start with Scripture. And in that, in that Scripture, it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. And first it says to trust in the Lord with all your heart. We need to, we need to know and to understand and believe what Pastor Rick said before. The scripture is God breathed. So what we're reading, he is speaking that directly to us. Even though those words were shared many years ago and, and, and we're reading it now and, and through a book, through words in a book on a page, right? He's still speaking directly to you. So trust that, that those words are true. And also too, that we can't rely on our own understanding. We need him. So God is speaking to us in many different ways in life, right? There's uh, when we go through prayer, when we seek other people, he's speaking. He wants to, to share uh, what he has for us in those times. So we need to make sure that we're going directly to the word on that, to hear what does God want to tell me uh, about this decision or this next step that I need to take. So Pastor Rick, after we start in the scripture, after we uh, you know, start to dive in there, where do we go from there? So what's number two, we're going to strive to be teachable, okay? So this is what, so again, we have two options. Two options are good. 
So what we have to do then is we have to, we have to figure out, God, what is it that you're really, really saying here? And so we have to dig into the word. And what we do is we have to realize that we don't know everything. How many of you know that the person next to you does not know everything? How many hey, of you wait. know that? I'm the person next. Oh, to you. okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, like, like, no, we don't know everything, and so we need one another. We really, really do. And this is where we get wise counsel. I need somebody who's been there. I need somebody who knows. Okay, and this is good counsel here. This is what we do here. And, and this, listen, can I just share with you a principle? A lot of times you have two options. Neither one is clearly God and clearly the devil. That's what the question is. Okay, so a lot of times we don't need permission to do things, but we need a blessing. What if we switched our thinking out of permission and moved it into blessing? See, I learned this when, when uh, you know, I, I grew up and, and I went to my dad a lot for permission. But there came a time I no longer lived in his home. My wife Natalie and I were married. We had kids. I didn't need his permission anymore. But what I found was most valuable was a blessing. What if I got like his input? What if I got to understand Proverbs eleven fourteen, where there's no guidance of the people fall, but in the abundance of counselors, there's safety. In, in Proverbs 12, 15, fools think their own way is right but the wise listen to others. So we seek wise counsel. Again, I don't need you to tell me what to do, but give me your input. Speak to me. Where's all my over 50 people in the room? Yeah, these are the people you wanna talk to. No, I'm serious, if you're under 50, you should talk to these people because they have a whole bunch of experience you could get an education with. And, and, and help you, and help you in prayer, and help you believe. So we're going to strive to be teachable, okay? Then next comes the tricky part here. Now we're going to submit to the Holy Spirit. And there's two things we want to say with here. What's the first one? So the first is the peace of God, right? Understanding the peace that we have in God. And we look at Philippians 4, 6, and 7, uh, and it says, Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all that he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. This peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Jesus Christ. So when these decisions where we have two ways and there's not a clear understanding of one way or another, where's our peace? Where do we sense God's peace in the decision? Is it A, B, where do we find that peace. Because if there's one way or another that you have slight anxiety, the only thing exception maybe would be an excitement that God puts inside of you. If there's like that, just that nervousness of excitement that like, wow, this is the opportunity that I potentially have. I would say that, you know, that's God speaking to you. But if there's a nervousness or an anxiety, then you know that that's not God. He wouldn't put you in that position. But if you have that peace, the peace of God, to allow that to just guard you and to guide you into your decision, then you know that's pretty safe, that that's what God has for you. Amen. So for those of you out there that are praying, should you go to Honduras? <laughs> or Guatemala? 
pray and pick one. Now, if you say, I don't have any peace about that, well, then it's clear you're going to go to Buffalo. <laughs> no, I'm serious. No, seriously, that's a good example like of, of, okay, i got to have the peace of God. God wants you to go into your world. That's a done deal. That's scripture, right? So which one should I go on? Pray in the peace of God. That spirit will, like someone say, will jump. But we want you to go on a trip. Go to Buffalo. We want you to get there. We want you to experience that. So the second part of submit to the Holy Spirit, oh, this, this verse is good. Write this one down. I mean, they're all good. <laughs> Romans 12, 1 and 2. Romans 12, 1 and 2. People come to me all the time, and they ask me, what is God's will? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to show you what God's will for your life is right now. How many of y'all want to know what God's will for your life is? I'm going I'm to tell you what God's will is. I'm, it, it is crystal clear. In Romans 12, 1 and 2, dear brothers and sisters, give your bodies to God because of all God has done with you as a living sacrifice. This is truly the way to worship him. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. Um, change the way you think, and then you're gonna prove what the pleasing and perfect will of God is. Did you catch those last couple words there? Which is good and pleasing and perfect. Oh, hmm, okay, so this is the will of God for your life. Write this down, it's gonna get good. This is the will of God, that you offer your body a living sacrifice. Don't be conformed to the image of this world. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Whatever helps you do that is the will of God. No, I'm, I'm trying to help you. This is, this is practical. So when you're making decisions, what's going to help me be renewed in my mind? Is going to group on Tuesday night, going to my small group, or going to the bar and hanging out, getting drunk, which is going to help you renew your mind for Christ? Yeah, yeah, group, just in case you're wondering. Yeah, come on, like, you know. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. What helps you offer your body a living sacrifice to God? That's the will of God. So when you have two options that are like, hey, there's two things you can choose, what's going to help you live the good, pleasing, and perfect will of God? Is that helpful? So when you have two things, you're gonna to strive to be, you're gonna you're gonna start with scripture. God, you wanna lead me. You're gonna to strive to be teachable, you're gonna to listen to other people, you're gonna you know get get input, and then you're gonna to submit to the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit's gonna guide you. Guard your heart with peace. That was excellent. <laughs> that was good. Yeah. Isn't he good? <laughs> you should encourage him. Come on, encourage him. <clears throat> And down. Okay, is that, is that good? You got that one? You ready for another question? Let's go All to the right, next. Let's jump into question three. And we're gonna use that same framework because again, leaving here, any decision. Actually, this is question two. We didn't do number one. Well, question three in notes, yeah. It's right. question three on our notes, but question two for you. <laughs> we jumped ahead. Some of you are like, what happened? I missed a question. Man. Sorry. They're C, and, they're C and S personalities right now. They're going, they did not cover question one. And I was like. There's a blank that doesn't have something in it. Question two, question two. Okay. <laughs> but we're gonna use that same framework because anytime that we have questions, this is the framework that we wanna work through, that, that we wanna progress. So, you know, we know through schooling, right, that 
in order to get something to know it, we need repetition. So we're going to do it again. So we're going to start with Scripture. We're going to uh, strive to be teachable, and we're going to submit to the Holy Spirit. And question two says, how do we handle unanswered prayers? The Bible says a lot of things about prayer, but how do you deal with it when it's not answered? And before we jump into the scripture part, I just wanna ask you, Pastor Rick, why do you feel that this question is so important to dive into and get answered for the people in the, in the chairs today? Let me ask you a question. Honest question, and I do want a show of hands. How many of you have ever felt let down by God because you prayed and you asked him for something that was clearly biblical, biblical but you didn't get it. Yeah, I, almost everybody here. Um, this is one of the number one reasons we get shipwrecked in our faith. Oh man, um, I have so many things in my life. I've, I have things that have not come true yet that I'm praying for. I have things I'm praying for, things I'm believing for, things I've asked God for, and um, I haven't gotten them, and, and it can shipwreck us. Mm -hmm. And so, so let me just make this statement. Um, I don't believe we really have faith until we ask God for something. Pray, fast, believe him, and we don't get it but we still trust that he's a good God anyway. Amen. Amen. Oh, this tension drives me crazy. I mean, I don't, to be honest, I don't like it because I want to control God. And there's so many people in this room right now, you're believing God and you're praying and you're like, God, why'd you let me down? And so this is something we all wrestle with. But if we don't start with scripture and strive to be teachable and listen to the Holy Spirit, we're gonna miss it. And, um, and first of all, I just wanna say my heart goes out to everybody here that you're praying for something. I'm gonna say, don't stop, don't stop praying. We're gonna get to the answer in just a little bit. But I think like this brings up something in all of our hearts, a hurt or something. And we can't afford to stay there. We have to move forward on it. This is a big one, Amen. you know? This is huge. That's good. That was that was great, Pastor Rick. Um, and we are going to move into the, the starting with the scripture part of it because, you know, maybe sometimes in scripture we might read it and the way that we interpret it, it might sound like that God should give us everything that we ask for, right? So there can be that contradicting uh, or, you know, maybe a false hope given by the way that we interpret scripture. So we really need to know and understand scripture. So with that being said, Pastor Rick, what does the Bible communicate about unanswered prayer? Well, well, first of all, let me, let's, let me just say this. Many of us think, well, if any two or three of you gathered in my name, I will give you whatever you want. I, I hear that all the time. Mm -hmm. Let me just first of all say, you're taking that scripture completely out of context. Completely out of context. So what I hear people saying is, well, if any two of you agree on anything, I'm gonna pray for a million dollars, I'm gonna pray for this, I'm gonna pray for that, I'm gonna pray for a new car. No, that has to do with discipline. That has to do with two to three people come to you and tell you you're being a real jerk, it's probably true. 
Was that too blunt? <laughs> yeah, it's like, I, you know, I'm being honest. Like, that has nothing to do with it. So, there were 108, like, excuse me, yeah, 183 questions asked to Jesus. He only answered three of them directly. The rest, he gave a parable or he gave, led them to the answer but didn't give them the answer. Catch that. Catch that. Huge. God answers every prayer. Yes. No. Not yet. He's a parent. How many parents are there? I want, you know, cake before dinner. Yes, no, or not yet. Right? So there's this tension here. And so, first of all, let me say, it's not an issue of your worth, but it's an issue of your growth. When you don't get what you want, remember, it's not your worth. We take it as God doesn't like me. Come on, I get behind a slow driver, and it's like, God, why, why'd you do this to me? <laughs> do you ever do that? Yeah. Yeah, thank you. I just wanted to pull you under with me. Yeah, it's like, no, I'm serious. We all do it. Like, why are you doing this to me? Because I deserve better. But it's not an issue of our worth. It's an issue of our growth. Okay, so examples in the Bible. How about Moses in the Old Testament? Moses was a great guy. Um, most humble man on the earth. Great guy, but he didn't get a chance, didn't go into the promised land. Then how about um, the Apostle Paul? You know, the one who wrote two-thirds of the, what we call the New Testament? He, he's up there. Apostle Paul's up there, right? I mean, seriously. He prayed three times there was this thing in his life, he called it a thorn in the flesh. Mm-hmm. Many people say they know what that is. I don't know. It, I, I don't, all I know is thorns aren't good. I don't know what it is. I can't tell you. But he prayed three times and it didn't. But this is, this is what he said. He said in verse 9, this is what Jesus said back. My grace, in red letters there, my grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness. Again, the question that we're struggling with. Unanswered prayer. And I'm gonna take pleasure in my weakness that the power of God would be demonstrated. Totally blows our, our normal thinking here. But scripture is our foundation. I still stand on God's word but I stand on God's word that he's God and I'm not and my faith is what's gonna please him. It, it. So what does God's word say? I'm gonna confess that, I'm gonna declare it, but we see in the Bible that there were, actually we, we did this long list of people in the Bible that had unanswered prayer. It was a full page. Full page. And I'm like, okay, but I want the power of God to be in my life. That's the scriptural foundation. Is that, yeah. is that, is that helpful? Is that good? 
Okay, so we have that foundation, and then from there, we want to strive to be teachable. So where do we go with that? How do we handle and respond to Mm. those unanswered prayers? Let me start with this. I think what's happening in me is more important than what's happening to me. What's happening in me is more important than what's happening to me. Um, years ago, I, was, I went through this time where I had back surgery and it was painful. And they said, you know, six weeks, you'll be fine. Six months, nine months, 12 months. And then I had more complications. It was like, are you serious, God? But I had to come to the point what God is doing inside of me was so much more important than what was happening to me. And so I had to strive to be teachable. Now, there are some reasons that prayer, I am going to say could be not answered. Because again, we're just going to start with scripture and then we're going to be teachable. So let's look at a couple of those in the Bible. First one is, is unconfessed sin. That, that's, that's in the Bible. If you have unconfessed sin, it blocks you from, from God. That's real. And then a second one is, is pride. No, I know nobody here ever has pride. <laughs> yeah. There are people in the room, but not you. Uh, in, in that first Peter five, that five through six there, it says that God is vehemently against those who are proud. That means he sets himself up against those who are proud. Wow, that, that's, that's, much more, that's a much stronger word than I'll tolerate you. Mm-hmm. Good? Yeah. And then asking out of selfish ambition. I want this because it, I want it to me to look good. I want it because I want, I want this. Those are reasons, could be. Can't say it is, but again, we're gonna start with scripture, and if you wanna strive to be teachable, you need to ask yourself those questions. Now, if you ask yourself all those questions and you've listened to input, you're striving to be teachable, and we still gotta remain teachable here because we all struggle in, 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 in some way here. But we all, have a, we all have trouble relinquishing control. In the United States of America, we are the biggest control freaks on the planet. You go places like Pastor Gary is, Mongolia, Africa, all those places, they are so used to not having control. You, you have faith or you die. They don't have four different health care plans. I'm just being honest. So if we strive to be teachable, faith, I think that's it right there. Is that, is that helpful? I'm trying to be helpful to your faith today. I'm trying to build your faith. Yeah. So with that, you know, as we release control over a situation or over what we're, what we're dealing with, right, that leads us right into submitting to the Holy Spirit. And Pastor Rick, in this case, what does it mean to submit to the Holy Spirit when we have unanswered prayers? Um, let me just say this. God responds to faith, not need. You gotta catch that. God responds to faith. Without faith, it is, <clears throat> excuse me, that's Hebrews eleven six. 
it's impossible to please me. He didn't say without a need. Your faith is for other people. So here it is. We got to persevere. Faith has to persevere. The word of God has to persevere. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. And if you're struggling right now with unanswered prayer, you got to dive deep and persevere with the word of God. That's what this whole series you asked for is all about. The word of God. Get into the word. Read the word. Quote the word. Declare the word. Write it down. We've lost, we've lost the word of valuing and revering the word of God in our culture right now. And let's stop blaming the world. We in the church have lost it. No, I'm serious. When's the last time you, 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 you got a, like a pen out? You remember what pens are, right? In a card. And you wrote down a scripture and you said, I'm going to carry this with me. I'm going to quote it today. We don't do this anymore. And we wonder where the power is. So we got to persevere and then we got to pray without ceasing. And what that simply means is pray and pray and pray some more and pray without ceasing. I mean, we're, we're used to like, in, in, we, we throw up a prayer, oh God, this is what we want, and then we use in Jesus' name. That's like, please. God doesn't say in Jesus' name is like, please. No, we have to persevere. Pray without ceasing, pray without ceasing, pray without ceasing, pray without ceasing. And then third, put your faith in God. My faith is in God. And um, let me just say this. Uh, Every time God feels silent, this has helped me. Oh, I want to give you something that's helpful. Every time you feel like God is quiet and he's silent, maybe that's his invitation for you to come and be quiet with him. That has helped me because so many times in my life, I'm praying, I'm believing God, and he's just quiet. And it's switched my thinking to say maybe this is God's invitation to come be quiet with him. Where I can just submit to him. And every time I do that, I find him. Because prayer doesn't always change my circumstance, but it always changes my perspective. And I think God is after our perspective and after who we, how we trust him a lot more than giving us what we want because he's a dad. And so the last thing I'm gonna say here is this. It's a quote by Chris Hodges, a pastor down south. And if God were to answer all your prayers, would your circumstances change or the world around you? We want our circumstances to change when God wants to change the world around us. And he wants to use you and me to do it. And so in those times when we're struggling, we're gonna start with scripture. Start with scripture. We're gonna strive to be teachable. And then we're gonna submit to the Holy Spirit. God gives us a framework to handle all of these things. Is that, is that helpful to you? 
And this screams of why we need a church, why we need a people. Because alone, we can't do it. We think, and I'm sorry, I, I got on a roll here. I apologize. I apologize. God bless the Lord. We think God wants us to become more independent. When really, as you grow and mature as a Christian, you become more interdependent on others and dependent on God. Dependence on God, faith in Him is what's pleasing, not our independence. Look at me and how great I am. Is that helpful to you today? Give Doug a huge hand. Thank you for being so great today. And uh, I'm going to turn it over to you. And uh, y'all are great. It's so, so good to be with you. I, I, I got to say something before, before I leave the stage here. How do you like the new, new improvements here in the building? Come on, is that good or what? Come on. I know some of you are wondering what happened. Okay, yeah, they finally cleaned the carpet. No, it's new carpet. Yeah. And, um, so, and, and chairs are coming. Paint, great job to everybody making it happen in here. I want to say way to go. This is the first money that we're spending actually on our One Vision campaign. And uh, the first, first money is being spent right here, investing in you and investing what God is doing. And so excited to do it. Thanks for doing this with me today. This has been awesome. Love y'all. And let's, let, you can wrap us up. Thanks. Thank you, Pastor Eric. Thank you for your leadership and your guidance through it all and through this series and uh, just really giving us uh, a way to work through this, a framework, because that's what we need. We need a guide. This helps us on the practical sense to have a guide, and then we, re we reach to our spiritual guide, the Holy Spirit. Amen. But I really liked what Pastor Rick said about being interdependent with God. And in order to do that, we must have a relationship with him. We need to have that relationship. To draw close to someone, there has to be a relationship. If I wanna draw close to someone and they're a complete stranger, how open am I really going to be with them? How vulnerable am I really going to be? I'm not because there's not that relationship. But God wants a relationship with you. And if you're here today, and maybe you don't have that relationship with God, or you wonder what that relationship with God looks like. We don't want you to leave here today without understanding that, without someone praying with you to know what that relationship is. So I'm gonna ask you, if that's you, there's a card on the seats. Grab one of those, fill it out. And then in the bottom part, there's a little box that says, I wanna make Jesus the leader of my life, the forgiver of my sins. If that's you today, I just ask you to fill that out. Take it back to our, to our connection point. We wanna get someone to pray with you. We want you to know what that relationship is so that you can draw close to God, so that when we have these situations and circumstances in our life, we can get close to him and he can guide us using the Holy Spirit, amen? Amen. Thank you all for being here.